You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 405. I'm Tim Robertson with a hay fever headache right now. <laughs> and I'm David Cohen. Unfortunately, I don't suffer from hay fever. It's going to be a rough day here where I live today, David. Uh, it's going to get up to anywhere between 105 and 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, that's quite warm. Uh, it certainly is. And uh, not only that, you've got no kisses to strike you. Not until tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> they're, at, they're at camp. Julie actually went up to Cole's camp yesterday, his uh, Boy Scout camp. Mm-hmm. And she didn't. I, I saw Julie Wednesday. Uh, of course, I left work before she got up Thursday. And I went to bed before she got home last night. Today's Friday. So I haven't seen my wife since <laughs> Wednesday night. <laughs> Just realized that. Yeah. That's a while. Yeah. Um, but I had to work, so, you know, some, I, I would like to have switched days with somebody, but everybody else already had that day off and the, we were kind of short staffed as it was. So you got to do what you got to do. That's right. Those cars don't sell themselves. They kind of do actually, but <laughs> I was going to say, instead of self-driving cars, maybe, maybe Tesla should be working on self-selling cars. That'd probably be a better yeah. business strategy. Yeah. Well, just pulls up outside help, your went, house and, and basically forced you to buy it. Wouldn't help me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, David, we were going to discuss last week. We ended up talking about the movies uh, from 86. 86 or yeah. 84? 86. And, and you know what? Here's the weird thing. So I went to see um, Spider-Man Far From Home yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's uh, what we were going to talk about last week, but yeah, you hadn't watched it I hadn't it yet. watched it. Uh, I took Alexander with me, and one of the first things we see when we get in the movie theater is a trailer for Top Gun Maverick which obviously oh. we were talking about Top Gun last week, and then there it was. And yeah. Alexander's immediately like, oh, that looks quite good. And I said, right, wait, before the trip next week, I need to make sure your iPad is loaded with the original Top Gun movie, because he's never seen it. Oh, yeah. that's a good... It, well, I mean, it's a very 80s movie. It's very unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, but it, it... A lot of it, tropes came from that movie. Yeah, uh, and it's still... I've got to say, for, unlike many of the HD movies we talked about last week, I still think it holds up pretty well. Even oh, though, I think so too. Even though it's now, uh, I, I mean, the, the trailer for the new one talks about, you know, Maverick perhaps being the last of his kind that uh, the American military is changing. And, and uh, obviously... I, mean, I think they're talking about drones there. Yeah, exactly. But um, that even culturally, the American military is different from what it was yes. 33 years ago. So... It'll be interesting to see what Alexander makes of it, but it's still a still an entertaining movie. And I, even even in these days of CGI, I still think those those um, you know dogfight scenes are, are pretty good and, and uh, entertaining to watch. And that's the thing: dogfighting in movies with modern aircraft isn't exciting. I mean, they're dogfighting from five miles away. It's not like they're swooping in and out right behind each other, and that's not how it's done. They don't yeah. go to close quarters. They're they're five miles out when they launch a Sidewinder missile that's home, you know, it, it, it's not exciting. <laughs> I'm sure it is if you're in the air, but from a cinematic standpoint, yeah. Yeah, you've, you've got to, uh, I mean, that was one of the things Top Gun pulled off is it made it exciting, even though it was exactly doing that. Um, yep. 
Yeah, nowadays uh, it's probably they're probably even further away. I, th- I think even in Top Gun they took some creative license to. Of course they did. So that they, you could actually see the planes they were firing at rather than looking at a dot on the radar. Um, oh, and the whole uh, right upside down taking a photo of a MIG and it's so stupid. Yeah, I mean it's so unrealistic. Like but it the was guy the, 80s. the jets is going to be sitting there going, huh? Yeah, it was the eighties. Um, that's that's how we rolled back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, we were we, America felt very inadequate, so we always did the super macho stuff to hide it. Yeah, uh, and well, that that is still going on today, <laughs> starting from the top down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the new trailer for for Maverick Top Gun looks really good. Yeah, I, w- I watched it and I was like, "Wow, I I actually do want to see that. That looks good." So for, for a start, and we were just talking about this before the show started, and it, it kind of riffs off what we were just saying. It looks like it has a lot of practical camera work in it, um, rather than CGI, which uh, obviously is is a good thing for a movie like that, and harkens back to the original. Um, Tom Cruise does appear to be sat in an aircraft that's just taken off for an aircraft carrier, and if it, if it's done using CGI, it's done very well. Well, they said it's not. Uh, he actually, uh, Tom Cruise was um, interviewed for something. It might have been, in fact, I think it was Comic Con, where they showed this trailer for the first time. And he actually said, um, "This isn't CGI. Yeah. The the planes and everything, and him in the planes, that's all real." Well, he's. Funnily enough, the older he gets, the more stunts he appears to do, and that's become part of his shtick, is that he does as much of his own work as he can. He doesn't need to do that either. I wish he would realize, we watch a Tom Cruise movie not because we know that's actually him doing this thing. It's just a good movie. I mean, the mission. you can say what you want about Tom Cruise's religious views, and I think they're wonky as hell, but... I don't care. I don't go to the movies to judge him on his personal life. Yeah. Unless he was doing something illegal, you know, then I'd be like, I'm not watching that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, it's the same reason I can't listen to Michael Jackson's music. I can't. Uh, I can't separate that, those two things. Okay. So, Tom Cruise, I could totally separate those things because it's his, it's his religious beliefs. He's not hurting anybody. Yeah. And his movies, for the most part, I think he makes extremely good decisions on the films that he makes. And he's not afraid to stick with a, a franchise. And, you know, I don't want to say to run into the ground because, pr- quite honestly, I think each one of the Mission Impossible movies have been really good. And I think the last one was extremely well done. I, th- I think um, that's, that's a rare thing of a franchise that's actually steadily improved with every movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back and look, watch the original one now, it's kind of rough. It hasn't yeah, aged well. compared to the new ones. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it looks like it looks terrible compared to the. I, I think. I think. And I that think, was the '90s, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Tom Cruise really hit on something when he did the second one because he worked with John Woo on that. Yeah, uh, and John Woo is very much you know he's a he's a Hong Kong filmmaker. He's that's where he came from. It's very much about practical effects. And um, having the star actually do the effects when when possible, um, and yet you know doing stuff that's very stylized and and while it's grounded, it still has some flair to it. And I think I think that has informed a lot of the decisions that Tom Cruise has made since he made that movie. Um, yeah. And it's it, it has almost be, it's part of his brand now that he that he does his own things and um, he wants he fe- he feels that it makes the movie better by having the star in the middle of the action 
really being in the middle of the action. I look. He obviously knows what he's doing, and he's clearly, for a, a man of his age, is in incredibly good condition. Um, at some point, you know, I hope he doesn't get. You know, you hear all the time about actors getting hurt. I mean, uh, well, he's got many, hurt on some of his stunts. Yeah, but how many? I mean, how many times have they had to stop filming Bond movies because Daniel Craig has gotten hurt doing stunts? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it, it's part of his brand, and and yeah, I. I I hope he does it because it makes the movies better and doesn't stick to it to the point where it's it's not safe for him. Yeah, I don't um, want that to be his shtick. Yeah. Just make good movies. I know you're a listener, Tom, so oh. just make good movies. <laughs> yeah. That's all we care about. And and we do apologize for my atrocious cover choice last week, which was ironic because I used Top Gun and had no idea that we were this trailer would drop yep. that, you know, a few days after that episode was released. Uh, and by the way, I will publicly say you're welcome for making you the Tom Cruise, and I was a t- Kelly McGinnis I think that's, character. On I think that, cover. that says more about you than it says about me. Her hair is just so beautiful. <laughs> I had to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the new trailer looks extremely well done. Um, yep. I'm not going to go see it because it's Tom Cruise. He's not the draw for me in his movies. To be honest, it's just good movies. Yeah. And I think that says a lot about... Now, here, here's a question about Tom Cruise, though. Would you like to see him join the Marvel Universe? Or, hell, even the DC Universe, for that matter. Well, here's, a tough, here's the tough thing, because there's, there's, one, there's one real problem with Tom Cruise, which is, in all his movies, he plays Tom Cruise. That, yeah. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm talking about his recent stuff. Uh, yeah, the uh, Jack Riker uh, and exactly. It, it, the, the man is a very is it, when he when he does stuff that doesn't fit with with the action movies he does. He's a very good actor. Uh, he, I don't think he's won Oscars, but he's definitely been Oscar nominated. Yeah, I'm not I'm not criticizing his acting. I'm just saying that the projects he does nowadays, he's basically playing this kind of Tom Cruise character. In, and yeah, yeah, you look at Mission Impossible, Jack Reacher. It's basically you know he's, he's same character. Yeah, it's the, it's the same guy. He's he's almost being himself, uh, and and sometimes you know he kind of he kind of mocks himself for it. I mean, we, we've all seen the meme with um, you know Tom Cruise running because he has this weird run he does. Um, he does, and and he's he's self mocked in that. But that's kind of what he does. I the problem is, does that mean if he were in um, you know a franchise like Marvel, would you be able to see past the fact that it's Tom Cruise? Well, did you see the? Did you see Robert Redford? What in the Marvel? In, in Cap- in, yeah, yeah. But I, all the time I was looking at it, I thought it was Robert Redford. But that's going to be the case, isn't it? No matter uh, what. Well, y- y- sometimes. Anytime you get a big actor, you're you're. It was Captain Picard in X Men. You you never stop thinking about no, I, well, in, I, in that last I've, Wolverine I've be, movie. That's be, Captain no, Picard. I've got to be honest with you. That never happened to me. I think it. I think it's something about the type of performance you do, um, and I, I just wonder whether. Well, I guess it depends on on the role he takes, um, but I, I just wonder whether you'd be able to get that. He, the problem is he's so recognizable. Um, it's whether you can get past that. I don't. I'm not I, sure. I, I'm not convinced. To put it that way. I, I'm not either, but I think if anybody could get Tom Cruise out of being Tom Cruise in a big movie, I think it would be Marvel Studios. Yeah, it would be, but the, look at it from the other point around. They'd have to pay him a ton of money, and why would they? I don't they, think so. Why would they have to do that? What, they I don't, don't think they, they would have to pay him a ton of you money. You don't think they I would? I think he would jump at No. I, I think he would do it. I'm not saying at scale. 
But I don't think he's going to get Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man money. No? No. Because I, I would see him as an, as part of a, an ensemble. It, not him as the main character of that whatever it is. Let's say the Eternals. Let's say they, they get him for Eternals. Yeah. He could play a character, but not the main character. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he could be Karnak and right. humans, something like that, where it's not a Tom Cruise photo uh, movie. It's He's part of, he's this character in this movie. I, su- I, I could see him doing that. I, I suppose also as well, you know, on a personal level, he might be interested in anything that gets him close to the UFOs and, uh, and takes yeah. him off to his personal planet or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm kind of down with that whole belief part. Let's go. Um, I'm or, is, or is that the Mormons with the personal planet? I I can't remember. I don't know. Have you ever seen the Book of Mormon by the South Park guys? No. Oh, you should go and see it. I've seen yeah. since I took Alexander a couple of weeks ago. It's so funny. So, speaking of musicals, yeah, which another another trailer <laughs> dropped, and this is what let me. I got to pull up my uh, Facebook page. This is what I post on Facebook. Uh, just watch the movie trailer for Cats. And have you watched the movie trailer, by the way? I, you know what? I've, per- I've purposely avoided it. Okay. I'll tell you one in a minute. I think I would rather get stabbed with a broken bottle than watch that movie <laughs> in the neck. <laughs> so the reason I avoided it is I had never seen Cats. Yeah, I, you know, most people are familiar with it, but I've never seen. I, I'm it. familiar. I've never seen yeah, it. I've never, I'd never seen it. When we the last cruise we did, it was this big cruise liner, and one of the things, one of the things they do on there is rather than have, kind of you know the just general variety sing and dance shows with their own troupe of singers and dancers. Yeah, they do a little bit of that as well. But one of the things they have on there is a full production of the Broadway version of Cats, and they run it twice a week. So we went to see it. Uh, we left after the first half because it was just I, as as a as a show. I don't think it's aged well. I can understand no. in the uh, early eighties when they first did that, it can't, would have blown everybody away because it was so completely different to what um, you know theatre musicals were at the time. But right. it, it just hasn't aged well. It's parts of it are virtually incomprehensible. Yeah, it it's just kind of dumb. And um, yeah. it, it's yeah. and it takes itself far, far too seriously. For modern, uh, and that's it, that's for, the for thing about this audiences. movie. So so yeah. So well, having having effectively walked out after the first half. And by the way, my kids were. I, mean, I I I appreciate sometimes something like that. Sometimes might not be for me, though. I do like musicals, and I've enjoyed plenty of them. I my one of my favourite musicals is Chess, the one by the Abba guys. And um, I've watched Les Mis, Miss Saigon. I've watched a whole load of them. It's not that I don't like musicals. I just didn't like that one at all. My kids as well also hated it. Yeah, they just, just you know, my daughter said, I can't figure out what's going on. and I don't think the music's very good. And um, I won't tell you no, what No, that's I, the other thing. Yeah, I won't tell the, you what the, Alexander the, said about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't want to have to put the... Uh... Uh, the cursing thing. No, no, he explicit. did because Alexander doesn't really like cursing, but um, he was... Ian, Ian McKellar's in it. In what, in the movie? Yeah, he's in Cats. Okay, okay, yeah, fine. So there's a screen grab I just put in our chat, which just kills me. It's so funny. Somebody on Twitter did a screen grab of Ian McKellar. 
Future Charles, not them. (laughs) Now that is funny. That is funny. That's the funniest tweet because in in the comments on my Facebook post, someone put, here's some of the uh, funniest Twitter reactions to that. Uh, That one is my funniest. It is the funniest. We are the Future Charles, not them. And it's Ian McKellar and the stupid cat thing. Oh, it's so bad. You know, sometimes Hollywood gets it right. They really do. And and then sometimes you see the first Sonic the Hedgehog trailer <laughs> where it's just so bad. You're just like, what did they do to Sonic? That is, that's the creepiest little thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, to the point where it's so bad that the studio goes, ha, we're going to, ha, 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 we're doing it. Yeah, we we're going to redo we all might, the CGI. Yeah. <laughs> we might, uh, by the way, yeah, that movie's going to be a little bit late because we're going to yeah. remake the entire thing. The, the, the whole character is just, no. And, and, and here's, here's the thing. This is what it comes down to is, you know, CGI is, is really hard to pull off well. That's the problem. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, hacky, not great CGI outfits out there now. And, um, you know, I, I was saying to you before we started that, that some of the CGI I thought in, in uh, the Spider-Man movie didn't stand up that well for me. Um, and uh, it's it's kind of becoming... Well, I, I think it, it just gets overused too much now. And it's just yes. too much of a, of, a, of a get out for a lot of things, really. And, um, you know, less, I'd like to see less of it. We, we, I, I know <laughs> we're big fans of these Marvel comic book movies that basically were impossible to make properly before CGI. Um, and uh, I know a lot of us now watch movies and don't even realize the CGI is going on because it's... There's a ton of CGI's in movies that aren't superheroes or space or pirates or... It's just regular things. Someone's standing at a, a, on a corner talking in a, and it's lawyers and that's what the movie's about. But the entire background of the city cgi and you don't even know it yeah that's when you realize that wow forget about the splashy cgi look at that yeah that's amazing you know all the, all the fact is they'll remove all sorts of camera rigging or microphone rigging or stuff like that um mm-hmm. just because it makes their job easier in setting the shots up rather well there i mean you can go back and do some youtube searches yourself you can go back and look at movies where you know it's a period film and you don't even realize that there's a person right there, like a couple famous ones. You actually see the film crew in gladiator. Yeah. At one point, uh, you see a guy in Indiana Jones walking in the background with a t-shirt and blue jeans. On. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's stuff like that, that doesn't usually, well, game of Thrones. That was a Starbucks cup. <laughs> Right there. Now, they actually went and digitally removed it and re-uploaded it to HBO.com, so it's gone. But I saw it when it filmed, or when it aired for the first time. I'm sitting there watching that scene, and I just was like, is that a Starbucks cup? <laughs> it, t- it took me out of it. And then I kind of giggled. I was like, huh. And it turns out, the very next week, there was another one. It was yeah. underneath the character's chair. And you're like, come on, guys. I know that you kind of shortened the season, but... Did you ever watch Game of Thrones? Uh, while I've watched the first couple of seasons, I haven't worked my way all the way through it yet. So yeah, it's it's kind of exhausting to be honest. <laughs> it's just like oh, and it gets to the point where it feels like a chore to watch something. It's so good when you start watching it, you're like, oh, this is so good. But then the thought of watching the next episode, you're like, ugh, I, I can't do yeah, it. Right that's got, that's got, I think I mentioned this before. It's kind of got where I got to with The Walking Dead. 
is mm-hmm. that is that you know it became at certain points it became like you know you felt like a, a duty to watch it to keep up with what was going on. Yeah, but, I gave up. I gave but, up. But you know, yeah, the the difficulty is, is it's it's not, and, and I know they've done things later on in the, in the seasons, but earlier on it, it just felt like a grind. You know? It did, and because it, like, it was them and the zombies, and ultimately, you know, the zombies are going to win because. That's what zombies can do. There's always going to be more of them than, than live people. Well, in the comic book that it's based on, Robert Kirkman, yeah. I, to- I think we discussed that, that he ended it. Yeah. Um, the zombies don't win. <gasps> Spoiler. Spoiler. Well, I mean, you kind of kind of have a happy ending, don't you? Do you? Mm. Isn't, isn't That Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> isn't, isn't the whole point of zombie fiction that's kind of nihilistic and and talks about how futile our modern existence is yeah yeah if you want to take it to that extent <laughs> that one that was one of the interesting things about spider-man I, I thought is that actually you could look at it as a meta commentary on the popularity of superhero movies because the whole point is that you know we're talking about cgi and a major plot point is in far from home is that half the stuff he's fighting turns out to be cgi yeah spoilers uh, thank you <laughs> Everyone, every it's been out for ages now. Yeah. Every- so we, we let's let's discuss the movie. So spoilers for those who haven't seen it. Um, you said something interesting on our um, instant messaging. You said you actually like the first Spider-Man movie. Now, when I say first, I'm talking about this new generation of movies, the yeah. one that's a couple years, uh, the Marvel Universe Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, which by far is the best Spider-Man. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I like the first two original Spider-Man movies. I thought they were really good, especially Doctor Octopus. What yeah. a great performance! Uh, the the first Spider-Man movies is pretty good. It's not as good as Spider-Man Two, um, and that's because the 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 Green Goblin in the first movie is just so bad. Yeah. Oh my God, it does not hold up well. And I, I, I yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Um, these new movies, Tom Holland is brilliant in the role. He just is great. Uh, young actor. Yeah. I think he's got a really bright future in Hollywood if he makes some wise decisions. Um, when I first came out of this movie, uh, I went, I took the kids, and Chad Perry came with me. And my first thought when, when the movie was over was I liked it better than Homecoming. Yeah. But now, as I look back, I'm not sure. I, it, the, the thing for me is, the reason I said that is because it's, it's a very different movie to Homecoming. Homecoming was very... Stand on its own. Uh, well, not not just that. It was it it was personal. It was you really kind of bought into the struggle that um, that Peter Parker faces in that movie. He's he's already had this situation where he's been, you know, he's exposed he's, to the larger Marvel exactly, universe. Yeah, he's, he's, he's met Iron his, Man and Captain America, exactly. and he's had these requirements thrust upon him, and he's kind of embraced it because you know he likes Tony Stark and he's a little bit in awe of him and everything. You know, and it and it's had consequences for him, but it, you know, in this one, he's kind of struggling with that because he's trying to live up to what he sees as an expectation versus, um, you know, uh, and and he 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 basically he wants to embrace it, and it's being taken away from him because people say he's not ready. Yeah, and and I found well, that Tony Stark I, was a father figure exactly, and I mean, he he really misses Tony. I think above and beyond just that, that well, that's Iron Man. He saved the world. I, he knew yeah. Tony, and I agree. He really struggles. But the, but the, and in some respects, it's because of Spider-Man that Tony dies in Avengers, because that's one of the things that he thinks of. 
that he can save the kid. Remember, yeah, that's why that's he right. said it. That's right. He wanted to save Peter. I, I agree. But the thing is, in the first movie, it's it's about Peter. You know, he's, he wants to step up and he's frustrated that he can't. Um, and, he, you know, he ends up kind of proving himself that. In this second one, he... You know, he's had it all given to him, and and the difference is now he's saying, well, actually, you know what? Maybe I'm not ready. Um, yeah. You know, he's got he's lacking confidence, and also he wants, you know, he's he his his friends. You know, he he lost he lost himself and all his friends. He wants to spend time with his friends. You know, which is one of the reasons I I think I I might like this movie better because it's actually more personal, well, much you, more personal yeah, than the I first just, one. I just the the problem is is the for me is the original movie was a different take on the hero story it wasn't you know um it it wasn't the, the typical trope of hero gets powers hero faces a challenge hero doubts himself hero pulls himself together and, and grows for the end of the movie it, it turned that on its head whereas this one is that story and and for me i found the first movie for that reason a little bit more interesting than this one also this one obviously it has to up the scale um and you know, I, one of the things I think I liked about the first Spider-Man movie is is that it wasn't saving the world, whereas this one is very much saving the world. And and it was nice to see something different. So I think I enjoyed the first one more, and I, I probably prefer the first month one more. But that doesn't I doesn't mean to say I did not like this movie. I loved. No, I get it. I get it. It's just, just I, I know, like if I had to choose I, between watching the pair of them. Um, you know, there's two discs in front of me. Which one am going to put in the DVD player? Uh, God, that makes me sound old. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to go with the first one rather than the second one. I think I might be on the second one only because I've seen the first one so many times. So maybe a year from now, yeah. when I've seen the second one a, a multiple times, uh, I would agree with you. But at the moment, I think I would watch this one. Number one, um, I don't think Jake Gyllenhaal, 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 yeah. Gyllenhaal is... Um, quite the same level of a threat as the vulture michael keaton in that role in the car when he tells peter oh, yeah. that was well, that was a performance I think, that I think, was I think, brilliant yeah. i think jake gillenhall did a great job in this movie i did too because he, he is a con man yeah. if you know mysterio from the comic books he's actually they they it's not the same character but he's an actor and yeah. everything's pretend it's, exactly yeah i like that they went back to that but it, uh, as good as Gyllenhaal is, he is uh, Michael Keaton is Oscar level actor. Oh, absolutely, uh, and, no and, question. And, there. and he, you know, he absolutely brought it to Adrian Toomes. When, when he turns around and just does the eyebrow thing and yeah. is just talking to Peter in a normal voice, it's chilling. Yeah, you're thinking this is a kid back here, and he's got this crush on this girl, and her dad. Yeah, is basically saying, "I will kill you." No, he, he is. He's saying, yeah. "I will kill you and everyone you love." Yeah, I mean. You completely bought it. You're like, oh, crap. But yet you still felt some sympathy for this character because, and think about this too, both the villains in these two Spider-Man movies were villains because of Tony Stark. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, I, the I, first I, one, yeah. Damage Incorporated comes in and takes all these contracts for the big cleanup after the uh, first Avengers movie and puts this guy out of business, basically. Yeah. In this movie, all these people were screwed over by Tony Stark in their mind. Like the the whole CGI stuff that Mysterio does is a direct result of Civil War at yeah. the beginning of that movie where you see Tony Stark as a younger guy with his parents and then he walks out. That was a technology that one of the characters and they had the same actor. Yeah, um, actually is in there. By the way, that actor 
That's Ralphie from uh, the Christmas movie. Oh, yeah? Yep. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that, did you? No. Mm-hmm. The Christmas movie is not anywhere near as a big thing here as it is in the U.S. Yeah, but you've seen it. I've seen it because I've been to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody anybody listening to this show here in Britain has no idea what we're talking about. So That's okay. That's um, like four people. Yeah, look, I, I think it was very clever. <laughs> it was very well done. I think that unlike many movies, the fake-outs were done in a way that... Um, they weren't telegraphed completely, obviously, to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how they did that. I liked how they kept playing with the, you know, the Mysterio character and his and how he uses that ability to to put Spider-Man in his place. I think that whole sequence in the middle, where, you know, he's kind of warping reality about him, was was so much better done than when they did the similar thing in Doctor Strange. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, it really, really worked, and and like you know really bought into it and uh, I you know I thought no it, don't get me wrong I thought it was a great great movie um, the other fake out that happens in the movie I thought was very well done as well um, yeah it, it, oh at the end yeah, oh it, that was so good so yeah, because exactly. through the entire movie and we already said spoilers yeah. same Jackson didn't act like regular Nick Fury in this movie you're like yeah there's something weird about he's he's kind of a dick and yeah he can be a dick but I don't know it doesn't seem right and it turns out that was never Colonel Fury or Nick Fury. It was Skrulls. Yeah. And and I really love what they've done with the Skrulls in, mm-hmm. in the MCU in that rather than them being, you know, the bad guys, they're actually like, you know, kind of helpful. They're coming. Nice and, it's coming as the bad guys. You, I guarantee you, you. Oh, yeah. yeah. No question. Because they make some of the best bad guys. Uh-huh. How do you... It, so, I, I like this movie because... More than the first one, and more than any other movie in the Marvel Universe so far, number one, it was it wrapped up the whole first ten years. It really does. Yeah. Um, but it shows the consequences of those movies on a personal level, and it explains a lot of things. I mean, um, what do they call the the snap in this movie? I forget now. The blip. The blip. Uh, what a great idea. Yeah. It, it's great. Aunt May talking about... She goes into her apartment, and it's not her apartment anymore. Yeah. Stuff like that I thought was just well done. Yeah. And um, I loved the Peter Tingle. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was brilliant. Uh, and, and I thought the whole kind of, you know, the road trip side of it would have been a fairly decent movie on its own. You know, if they'd have done, you could almost cut all the action scenes out of it, and you could almost do like a teen, teen comedy. You know, well, isn't that a testament of how good this movie oh, is? Then? I completely agree. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, that's what I'm saying. It's incredibly well done, and I really enjoyed it. And it was well directed by the same guy who directed the first one. I just enjoyed the first one a little bit more. Maybe that's just a personal bias, you know. And well, it is going to be because, but yeah, I would think you like this one. It's London, man. You know Part what? I'll anyways. tell you what. As somebody who who knows London very well, I tell you, an awful lot more of that movie was in London than you thought it was. Even right at the end, when they get back to Newark Airport, that was all filmed yeah. in London. <laughs> I yeah. could tell. Um, and all of Berlin was in London. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, quite a lot of that movie was in London. So uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. I think it's. It's definitely ranked right up there with some of the very best Marvel movies. Yeah. You know what I want? You know what I want? And I know people are talking about, ooh, what's Spider-Man 3 going to be? Because Marvel retains control if it hits a billion dollars, and that's not going to be a problem. It's going to do that. Uh-huh. Um, thank God, because I do not want Sony 
anywhere near this. I don't want them to mess with this character at all. And yeah. you know damn well they're going to take it back eventually. And they're going to completely ruin the character like they did with the Amazing Spider-Man I think, series. I think there's only one option at this point, which is Disney needs to buy Sony. <laughs> uh, they need to buy out the rights to these characters. Yeah. They need to give them like $5 billion yeah. and Sony will, will let them go. Because they'll make that with another two Spider-Man movies. And they can't wait too long because Tom Holland's not getting any younger. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the young Spider-Man works much better than the older Spider-Man. He just does. Yeah. Um, although I don't mind, as long as it's Tom Holland playing him, I don't mind seeing another four movies altogether as he's getting older. And I, that's okay with me. Um, regardless, what I want in the next Spider-Man movie, I've seen a lot of people posting what they would like to see. Um, I think they should go Thor 3 route. Spider-Man and the Hulk. The Hulk works better, not as a standalone movie, but with another character. Yeah. And I think an intelligent Hulk that you saw in the last Avengers movie, mm -hmm. that character with Spider-Man would be awesome. I think that would be such a fun movie. Yeah. Or, um... Spider-Man Thor, even I think I think the pairing of you know, brains, nah, brains I don't want to see Thor because Thor's in space now. I want Thor to and Thor three or Thor four has been confirmed. It's the same director yep. as Thor three. I want to see that way more than I want to see um, Thor and Spider-Man. I think yeah. Thor and Hulk would be or uh, Spider-Man and Hulk would be much better. Mm -hmm. I want to see Spider-Man perched on Hulk's shoulder, like you've seen in comics. Yeah. That would be awesome. Well, we shall see. They've got a whole new phase to figure out, so who knows what But they wrapped up that whole phase. Uh, well, no, this was phase three. This is the beginning of phase four uh, now. It, this, you know, this really was the end of phase three. I, I, it, it was. I, this, there was, there was it, they've laid down a little bit for phase four, but this is phase three stuff. It is, but it isn't. I yeah. mean, some of the obviously they're not going to do Captain America out in, in, in anymore. At least not with so Steve I Rogers as Captain America. When, uh, when when Happy threw that shield, <laughs> was so funny. That was pretty awesome. Um, I really like the movie. Yeah. Um, kudos to Marvel. They they know Spider Man better than anybody. I. I am constantly amazed that my childhood from the 70s and part of the 80s, reading comic books, sitting in a camper on the side of my parents' house as it's kind of airing out and it's getting rid of that mildewy um, smell that it, that that camper would accumulate nine months out of the year mm -hmm. with that wet canvas kind of thing going on. And it was my own little world, and I sat in there sweating because it was hot. Um Reading comic books. Yeah. That's what this is. They, and they've done a great job. They just have. Did we talk about Shazam last week at all? We didn't. We were going, you said you wanted to talk about Shazam yeah. and Spider-Man together. So, so, so let's, let's transition to Shazam because it's another one where it's kids in the main role, even younger than Spider-Man. And I think that this should be the future of DC. I'm not talking about jokey ha ha stuff, but colorful, bright, clever, not so damn dark. And when I say dark, I do mean the visuals are dark. You yeah. can't see crap, but the attitude, uh, this, I thought 
it's my favorite DC movie. I like it better than Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I thought it was brilliant. My son, Cole, loved this movie. Just loved it. Um, because at his age, think about it. He gets these powers, and he gets to be a grown adult. It's it's big. Yeah. Tom Hanks' big movie. That's what this is. Um, I thought the acting was first rate. I did have one little problem in that, as a kid, he acts more mature than he does when he's the adult superhero. Mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, it's not quite the same attitude, if you will. But I thought it was brilliant. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I, I did too. I thought it was great. Um, and, um, you know, I look forward to seeing what what they do with it. Uh, I. Is this a is this a permanent thing where they're all, where they're all now Shazams? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the, in the comic books, most people know who Shazam is, um, but it, he's part of the whole Marvel family because right. he's called Captain Marvel in the DC yeah. universe, and Marvel beat them to the punch with the whole Marvel thing, so they couldn't really use it. They could legally, they can use Captain Marvel. It's not trademarked. Um, but DC would look like idiots if they named him Captain Marvel. Yeah. I personally think um, Captain Twinklefinger works better. I think um, um, I think actually there's, there's been some sort of deal done over the Captain Marvel name. So uh, I don't think DC would want to go back to that. No, I don't think they would either. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, I, I like having multiple superheroes like this. I thought... When he shares his power with his adopted family, I thought that was really good. Did you notice that in the Marvel side of the these type of movies, everybody seems to have daddy issues? Mm-hmm. Yep. On the DC side, it somehow is mommy oh, issues. Yeah. What the heck is going on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it would be kind of nice every now and again to get a hero who didn't have issues. Yeah. <laughs> really. But, yeah, uh, I, I I really like Shazam. I thought it was well done, and it is definitely a kids friendly movie to a point. I mean, the monsters eating people's fa- heads off is like Jesus. Yeah, that, you know what? Actually, they don't really show anything. As, as somebody with a ten year old daughter, this is a real problem for me with some of these movies. Actually, is because they should be often should be kind of kids movies, but they are quite intense for young yeah. children. Charlotte can't watch a lot of these. Um, too much for her? Yeah, it's just it's too intense, and the, the you know the monster side of things just a little bit too scary for her. Um, I get it, you know. So, which is uh, and uh, like you say, Shazam is probably would have been more up her street, but even then, I think the monsters she would have struggled with really. And and I saw people taking ridiculously small kids to, in to see Far From Home, and and I just thought, man, you're just not doing those kids any favors. Um, I don't know. It, it's a hard call. I, I, if it was very young kids, I always liked to, with my kids anyways, watch the movie first. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's some stuff like Toy Story. I'm going to take my kids and then you realize, oh my God, this is a really sad scene yeah. <laughs> and you're kind of choked up. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't want young kids to have to be exposed to some stuff that's just a little bit maybe too intense for them. Um, But they don't make a whole lot of young kid-friendly movies anymore, do they? No. And that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, it is. 
you know, everything has to be dark and gritty and a little bit real. Uh, yeah. And it's not great for kids. And and yet, because they're comic book characters, uh, there are plenty of parents who would just assume it's okay for kids because it's, com- you know, oh, it's Spider-Man, he's friendly, it's nice. It's But uh, there's a lot going on in this movie that, that's kind of mean. Yeah, I agree. So we do want to thank our sponsor, OWC. Now, you've got a little bit of a... An update to this. Yeah, I ordered a um, Envoy Pro Mini, which is their little USB stick with an SSD drive in it. Um, yep. And it arrived this week, and really, really pleased with it. I'm impressed, so impressed with how fast it is. I mean, I have large USB 3 um, memory drives as well, you know, a 256.1, and it's at least twice as fast. I mean, really noticeably fast, copying stuff on and on, on off to it. I can use it as, a, as an external drive in USB 3, I can run VMs off it and everything, and it just works like it's internal. It's really good. Yeah, you don't even have to run VMs on it. I actually installed Windows on an Envoy, and I, I ran it my Mac right off of it, and that was USB 2, uh, 2.1. Uh-huh. And it booted up, and once it was up and running, it was fast. It was I was amazed at the speed. But I like the build quality of these things. Yeah. They're really well done. Yes, yeah, it does not feel like some kind of a, a a thing you get off eBay from some cheap Chinese company. Oh no, it's a it's a solid kind of block of metal. It's it's really really tough. Um, mm-hmm. The best thing was this was a four hundred eighty gig drive, and I paid one hundred ten dollars for it. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, um, you could barely get a. Um, well, so up until recently, you could barely get an internal SSD drive for that sort of money of, of four hundred eighty gig. You can uh, thank OWC in person uh, a week from tomorrow. Yeah. Because a week from today, uh, well, let's see, it's eight, so it'd be seven. So about five hours in a week, we will be hanging out together at Galloping Ghost Arcade um, in Brookfield, Illinois. And this is going to be a day before Stock. Now, Stock is in Woodstock, Illinois. Uh, it's going to be at McHenry College. If you haven't any plans and you're in driving distance of Chicago, come to MacStock. Even if it's just for a day, come to Saturday because Saturday is the day that Guy Stroll and I are going to do the My Mac quiz. Um, it's going to be a really good time. It really will. Uh, hang out with a bunch of, I don't want to say like-minded, but somebody with the same type of interests that you have. Uh, it, it's going to be a fun show. Um, you know, I've got... <sighs> I, I don't own any of Mac stock, uh, but I have been working with Mike a little bit this last year. Um, we'll see if that continues beyond this year or not. I don't know yet. My time has been way more limited than I thought it would be, David. Yeah. Um, I wanted to really start to uh, step up on the the behind-the-scenes thing in Mac stock and really try to get this show to grow. I just have not had the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's because of my day job. Yeah. You know, it just takes a lot of time and effort to sell as many cars as I do. And that's not braggy. It's, I sell a lot of cars. Yeah. Uh, we were completely dead yesterday. Completely. Uh, there was a couple of salesmen who never even saw a customer. Well, I sold a car yesterday to somebody that walked in and said, hey, just so you know, this is our first stop. There's quite a few cars we want to look at. I said, okay. And then they drove a car home. <laughs> um so that takes a lot of time and energy and mental energy, you know. You don't just leave the job and don't think about it anymore. Um, I've got a Tacoma on order for somebody who just, as we were 
recording the show, texted me saying, hey, let's look at a 15K lease instead of just the 12. So those are the kind of things that have been taking my mind off of Mac stock. And Mac stock, quite honestly, is, is two days. So when it's two days as compared to the rest of the year, it's not going to get a whole lot of your attention if it's not your full-time gig. It is Mike Potter's full-time gig. This is what he does. So I would love to help him some more. Um, but it's, it will see, we'll see how it goes. Um, but that being said, I plan on being at max stock next year. If there is a max stock and I'm sure there will be, um, it, it needs some changes. Um, you know, Mike and I have discussed how we can make the show, show grow. And part of that is having a firm plan in place way earlier, advertising who and what and why way earlier. So it makes it a lot easier to secure sponsors. And that was my challenge this year. I was reaching out to sponsors and they would go to the website and they didn't know what the show was even about. Mm-hmm. So they weren't interested. So, you know, this is a little behind the scenes stuff, but this is the kind of thing that I think some people are interested in because this is how a show like this is put together and what and mistakes that are made, the brilliant parts of the show. Um, what's brilliant is when you're actually there and you're talking to people and people are on stage. That's second to none. That is such a good time. Yeah. But I want to. I would really like to see this short show grow. Uh, I tried to help this year. We'll see if I do it again next year. But I think that there is a huge place for a show like this in today's technology world. Huge. Yes. Yeah, so you can't do everything online. Sometimes you need to meet up with people and uh, kind of share an experience. And uh, there's not there's not as, nowhere near as much of that as there used to be. No, it used to be Macworld. Yeah. You know, you'd been to Macworld a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, MacStock is great. It still doesn't compare to Macworld because what does? You've got, you know, it, 20, 30, 40,000 people. Yeah, that's right. Macworld was a completely different kind of scale to what MacStock is. But you know what? There are pros. In some respects, yeah, yeah I was going to say, in each. some respects, it, the Macworld was kind of intimidating. Yeah, it was. You, you show up without being with an organization just by yourself. Man, that's intimidating. It's so big. You show up at MacStock by yourself, you're going to have a good time. You're going to meet people. Hell, you can meet David and I. We're going to be there. Oh, wait. I want people to come. Let's not say that. (laughs) Um, You know, the MyMac crew is going to be there in full force. I don't know how many people we're going to have. But if you can come to MacStock starting next weekend, go to MyMac.com, and you will see a lot of photos and stuff like that because we're always heavy into... You know, posting from the show and and kind of bringing a little bit of that atmosphere um, to people who can't be there. Yep, and of course we'll be recording in person, which is going to be nice, uh, and recording for the show too. And uh, for those of you who who aren't as interested in the movies that we've been talking about in the last couple of weeks, we'll be much more tech focused next week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's just because it's so... It's kind of a dead period of time when it comes to technology. I, yeah, there's the Dropbox thing going on, and we talked about it a little bit. Um, it's just boring to me. Yeah, there's the, there are kind of things bubbling along. Obviously, the, you know, Apple updated their laptops recently, but there's nothing we can really add to that that, that hasn't already been said. Um, and we don't have any of these new machines either, so we don't no. have any... And I don't plan on it, to be no. honest. I was kind of sad to see the back of the 12-inch MacBook. I kind of had a, you know, it was it was a compromised machine, but you know, it was it was kind of nice in its own way. And I've always yeah. liked the small machines, but you know, apparently the thing didn't sell, so uh, it's gone. 
and that's that. <laughs> you know, we'll uh, we'll see. So, what's there really to add to that conversation? Exactly. Not yeah, I mean, there's you know, I could talk about what I liked about it, but I think that conversation has been done to death ever since the thing came out. So, I I don't think we've got much to add. That's the problem. I could say about OWC, they're sponsoring uh, MacStock. Uh, they also uh, just rehired a person that I worked with closely there at OWC in my time. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get into any inside baseball. I don't work for them or anything. But what he's bringing to the company at OWC is exciting to me. Yeah. I'll tell you what that is off air. So those kind of things make me exciting. It, it makes me excited. Um, I like it when companies um, are making great products and then you see what they're going to do. Um, other than just making those products and it makes you excited, you can't wait to talk about it eventually. Um, that kind of stuff is going to be cool. And quite honestly, we might get someone from OWC on the show while we're at MacStock. Yeah. You know, they've been a very long time sponsor. Anybody listen to the shows, you know, some of you guys may skip over that OWC stuff because you're like, oh, it's an ad. I want to skip this. Um, and I get it. I do that on some on podcasts that I listen to. But just know that, you know, they're a big reason that I can afford to host all of these different shows. It's not cheap when you put out the, the level of bandwidth that the MyMac Podcasting Network does. And it's because of OWC right now that I can afford to do that without digging into my own pocket. And that's a big thing, yep. you know, for me personally, because it's not cheap. It's not, it's not inexpensive. And without them, there may not be a geekier show ever. There may not be a, a MyMac podcast. We host a lot of shows. You know, we do the, uh, well, like I just said, the geeky show ever, three geeky ladies. Uh, let's talk photography. That's part of the network. I host those shows. Let's talk Apple. Um, we've got a lot of different stuff out there that's made possible by sponsorship. So when you do need something for your Mac or PC, that most of the stuff they make work with PC just as well as Mac, go to OWC, go to MacSales.com. You don't have to follow a link from our website, but you know, if you ever do talk to someone at OWC, mention tech fan, yeah. mention my Mac, you know, let them know, Hey, I I'm shopping here because you guys sponsor tech fan. That would really help us out. Sure. And we don't ask anything of our listeners. We really don't. We don't ask you to follow a link and putting a code or any of that stuff that I can't stand when I listen to other shows, just shop there. Yeah. And and if there's a, an opportunity to make a comment in your shopping cart, write in, just write tech fan in there. Yeah, sure. You're not going to get a discount, but let them know. Yeah. Um, so, David, I'm really looking forward. This time next week, we'll be hanging out together. Uh, I get to meet your son for the first time. You get to meet my daughter for the first time. So that'll be nice. Yep. Um, I'm hoping we have nice weather. <laughs> it's, I'm hoping it's not going to be as hot as it has been here. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing you in person and doing a proper tech fan in person show. This won't be the first time we've done a show in person. We've done it quite a number of times, both this and the MyMac show. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of special. We'll probably get Guy Searle on the show as well. And who knows? There's going to be so many different personalities at MacStock. I don't know if we're going to do one or two shows from MacStock. So we'll see. Either way, we'll at least have one. Again, uh, Friday, next Friday, we're going to be at Galloping Ghost at noon. If you want to hang out, um, play some video games, chat, we're going to be there for probably an hour or two. So 
come on out and see us. Yep. Look forward and to it. And we'll, let's wrap up this episode. I'll talk to you next week in person, David. I'll see you then.